Hi there. Before we start the show, we just like to let you know about Recon, the reality escape convention. And boy howdy, do we need to escape reality right now. Recon is a free global escape room convention taking place August 23rd and 24th via the magical medium of the internet. It's for owners, creators, players, agencies, and just about anyone interested in immersive games. So what's the lineup? It's got curated talks, live speaker Q&As, live group discussions, interactive games, and a digital exhibit hall. But more than that, it's an opportunity to be part of this growing community that we're in uh, and making a cool, interconnected, sustainable escape room industry. So yeah, check out the show notes for a link uh, or search for Reality Escape Convention on the old googly wooglies. Uh, just to clarify, this is not a paid ad spot. We just heard about it from the lovely folk at Room Escape Artist and thought it'd be cool. So looking forward to seeing you there. Now, on with the show. Welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a bunch of geographically diverse chums come together, have a drink, and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Ben Levy Griffiths, and today I am drinking a Butty Bach. And joining me this week, we have... Hi, I'm Mike, and I'm drinking a Big Smoke Brewing Company Underworld, which is a milk stout, and it's unfiltered. So let's open it up and give it a taste. Oh, and it tastes unfiltered. Yep. Oh, crikey. <laughs> mm, that's got bits in. I'm not a big fan. Hi, I'm David Spiro from Room Escape Artist. And uh, today I am drinking a gin and tonic with uh, black tomato gin. Ooh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to speak English. Black tomato gin. Hooray! <laughs> and I am Lisa Spira from Room Escape Artist. And I am drinking the same drink as David, but my own drink of it. Is that gin made from black tomatoes or? or? It, it is. It is a Dutch gin, uh, oh. and it is made from t- it is made from tomatoes, and uh, <laughs> it has a really unusual taste that is quite delicious. We are uh, very into gin and tonics. Have been for a while, and have gone searching for interesting gins to match with different tonics. So this was a good find. Oh, if you ever find yourselves in in Wales, uh, in the UK, I can strongly recommend the Aberfalls gin. They do a marmalade gin, which is a kind of a really deep, rich, orangey gin. But it tastes of kind of like um, sort of like marmalade sandwiches. It's absolutely incredible. I'm going to need that in my life at some point. You know, when we can travel again. <laughs> when we can again. travel, I was going to say. <laughs> Not going to Wales anytime. Oh, I keep on forgetting. So easy to forget after four months. <laughs> yeah. So, Lisa David, you're joining us from the Room Escape Artist. Could you give us a bit of a, a sort of what that is? Sure. Room Escape Artist is a website that we started in 2014 and we have been writing ever since. We publish daily and we write about escape rooms. We write tips for players, tips for designers, reviews of escape rooms and online escape rooms and escape room related products. We publish commentary on the industry. We write a report on the US industry every year. And we host escape room events. And this little website has taken over our lives over the past many years and turned into (laughs) our project. Yep, it's beast. (laughs) (laughs) And it's awesome as well. I really love the reviews. I didn't realize at first that you had um, reviews from around the world as well and you'd actually visited the UK and done some of our rooms. We have. We have a number of friends in the UK, so we have a place to stay, um, which, which makes it quite affordable. (laughs) <laughs> um, or at least more affordable. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yes, we've we've played uh, we've we've played a number of games in and around London. 
So if you had to pick a best room in London and a your best room in the world, what would they be? Ooh, best room in London ever or best room that is currently open? Oh, dang. I mean, one of my favorite games that I've ever played was Lands of Longinus from Time Run, which sadly doesn't exist because their building was torn down. But favorite room in London... Um, what was the clue? Clue quest. It was clue quests. Origins. Origins, where yeah, yeah, in London proper, I think that that is still operating. Quarantine yeah. aside, because I don't know what's operating right now. I think I think they've just reopened, uh, like on a limited thing. Because um, I did I did a couple of their rooms um, last year, and they were they were wonderful. They were really really lovely. Um, oh, That's man. the only one that we played from them, but we really enjoyed it. We all we played one day of games in London. It was a very long day, though. I think we played six games <laughs> or more. Oh my! Wow. Um, it's a modest day. It was, yeah, it was a modest day. <laughs> I mean, with all the traveling, we went to like many different neighborhoods. Yeah, and so we kind of saw a whole bunch of different companies, and so we pl- played one at each, and that was that's where most of our. Uh, recent London reviews come from. And, and what about the world? What about if you had to pick an absolute favourite one in the wholest, widest world? Oh, we're, we're, we're both going to pick different ones. Probably. You go, you go first. I think I'm going to pick the dome. I figured you were. From Escape Room Netherlands in uh, the Netherlands. They're in Bunschoten. I may not be saying that right, which is outside of Amsterdam. And they were the first escape room company in the Netherlands, yes. I believe. And this is their third room. So it's more, it's newer. It took a really long time to build and we got to play it last year on a trip. And uh, you're inside a hallucination and crazy stuff happens. And it was amazing. It, it feels like a hallucination. Wow. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Damn it's, it. I was I was in Amsterdam last year. I could have got, oh. It's worth, it's really worth experiencing. And the company is out in the middle of nowhere. It's in this like farm town that near as I can tell is a whole bunch of cows and this world-class <laughs> escape room company. Next time I go for work, I'm going to have to try and convince them to do like a, a, a few hours out there. It's, it's, it's truly, it. it's truly it's worth, worth it. it. If I'm picking one, it's probably, and it's not the dome, uh, it, it's, it's probably um, the man from beyond from Strange Bird Immersive in Houston, Texas, which is this game that merges immersive theater and uh, an escape room into this beautiful kind of emotional experience it's 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 just really powerful i mean i oh god almighty i i'm always really sketchy with immersive theater as well i i loved um i did you've got punch drunk in the states as well haven't you we have a little bit of punch drunk in the u.s yeah so we've, we, the i've things, seen one of their productions it was amazing oh sorry lisa i was gonna say one of the things that makes the man from beyond really great is that they help make uh immersive theater more approachable so it is definitely a hybrid of escape room and immersive theater. And the acting is phenomenal in that they really understand their audience because it's a small audience. It's an escape room sized playing audience at a time and engage with people on the level which, with which they want to engage. And it's really masterfully done. They, they have a level of social awareness that is it's you can feel it like you can feel them sensing how much you want to engage and then adjusting their level to each individual person in the game. And that's. That's it, that's a skill, um, but it also just takes a level of awareness that that is rare. That sounds outstanding. We have Panto in the UK. <laughs> like that's that's what we have. We have Panto, and I don't know what that is. Oh, they, it's it's kind of like immersive theatre, but they don't judge your level of social awareness, and they'll just they'll just grab you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a podcast called Pants in the Boot. 
It's sort of a roughly linguistics-y sort of podcast about, it's got some US people in, some Canadian people in, and people dotted around the US. And it's basically uh, comparing US and UK isms. And I think that they tried to explain Panto on there, and nobody really understood it. But it's also quite difficult to explain as well <laughs> yeah it's like theater but as an intention so intentionally bad that it becomes funny and there's a whole bunch of conventions around it that you as the audience kind of already need to know before you can enjoy it yeah, it sounds but- like a lot of hard work when you describe it like that <laughs> <laughs> so panto aside you guys have been um cooking up a little uh, a little something something in the old conference department for the last recently yeah that's um that's the other thing that has consumed our lives particularly our quarantine lives um we're hosting a digital immersive gaming convention called recon the reality escape convention and it was supposed to be in boston this year and then the apocalypse (laughs) happened and we decided to move it onto the interwebs so that's that's what we've been uh, putting most of our energy towards and it's coming up really soon it's august 23rd and 24th and it's free and it's for escape room creators and owners and players and the escape room curious anyone who is involved or is interested in becoming involved in this industry we have talks and activities and conversations that will be interesting to you there are games to play there are people to meet there are tons of opportunities for interaction we have put a lot of energy into building a digital venue that allows people to interact in that serendipitous way that um, happens when you're at a real life event. Or at least we're hoping that's how it rolls out. Because <laughs> this is the first time we're doing this and we have no idea how it will ultimately net out. But we, we're, we're really trying our best to make it into something special. How are you finding, because of course the entire escape room industries um, have suddenly found themselves kind of pivoting to a, an online delivery method. How do you guys find just suddenly up sticks and, uh, and taking it all online? Challenging, but interesting. And exciting. You know, basically, what we, our background is mostly in software. So it's not like this is a totally different world for us. Um, mm. It's just not worlds that we were expecting to have collide in this way on this <laughs> timeline. <laughs> so it's a lot of what we've been trying to do is uh, we also, we've been reviewing a lot of these online games that escape room companies have pivoted into. And one of the key key observations that we had was that the most successful ones in our eyes were the ones that felt like they were either designed for the internet or very aggressively adapted around that medium. Hmm. And that's what we've been trying to do is we, we, we threw out a lot of what Recon was supposed to be in real life. And we said, okay, that stuff doesn't work now. We have to figure out what will work now or what we're hoping will work now. So it's a giant experiment. We have an incredible team. There's eight people who have put in an insane amount of time into producing this and producing all of the infrastructure. We have almost 30 volunteers who are going to be helping us run it during the event to keep things running smoothly, to help people with any technical issues they may have, to moderate if anyone misbehaves. Um, We've we've been doing our best to plan for for most every contingency, which has also been a fun exercise. So how's the whole online conference going to work to kind of to of re-simulate that sort of milling around and bouncing into people and and things? So there's going to be a lot of the conference on the Recon website. That is where you will be able to watch the featured talks and watch the Q&As with the speakers. 
and submit questions to the Q&As so that you're actually participating. That will all take place on a page of the Recon website. Also on the Recon website will be the exhibitor hall. So there'll be um, exhibitors will have their pages there where they will be able to show you about their products and you'll be able to fill out a form if you want to get more information that way. But in addition to that, we have the Recon Discord, and that's the virtual venue for socializing and for conversation. So within that venue, we have a whole bunch of different text and voice channels on different themes to talk about different things. And we'll also be hosting facilitated discussion sessions for certain talks that you can sign up for. So in the Discord, so that after the talk and after the Q&A, you can come with a facilitator and with a small group and unpack those themes um, and questions even more deeply. Also, there'll be places there to play games and to meet people and, and to socialize. We'll have some people and organizations running some games, and then we have... Uh, somewhere in the mid-20s uh, exhibitors and sponsors who all have their own channels in Discord. So you'll be able to go in and we have companies that have B2B stuff, the type of things that escape room companies would want to buy. We have also consumer-facing things, the types of play-at-home products and internet-based products that escape room players would love. So there's something for everybody in the exhibition hall. So there's a lot, there's just a lot going on and there's a ton of bots and all sorts of infrastructure <laughs> running behind the scenes in the Discord. I was waiting for the software engineer to come out. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, why, why do something that could take you six minutes when you could spend six hours automating it? <laughs> ben, shall I just leave you alone with David and Lisa for a bit? <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, that's the interesting thing then is how much of this could be reusable? Obviously, you're hoping that next year, we can all meet in in sort of in the physical world. But I guess a lot of this infrastructure you're putting in place, depending on how it goes, could sort of hang over to a sort of a, a, another tier or sort of a, a extended experience next year. I would expect so. We're we're not really sure what all of this becomes when it grows up or mm. you know, and the way that we've kind of always approached things is we've we've always tried to interact with the escape room community in a way that just mirrors what we feel it needs and so we you know if if people are finding this thing useful and they want to do more with it then we will figure out how to adapt it if this is kind of a traveling circus that gets broken down afterwards and propped back up in the future then that's fine too for us the the real key is that we want this to be a good comfortable home during recon and if people like it then we'll keep it up and we'll keep it running. I think from my perspective at least as as, as somebody who's not from the state it's lovely that I've actually got access to something like this now. So I know I would like, you know, same time next year uh, definitely come in again because um it seems like there's so much of the uh, the escape room conversation uh, happens over over in America. And we've you know we've got we've definitely got our own we've got Eric uh, in the UK which I was really desperate to go to this year. Bloody disease. But yeah, so much of the conversation seems to be going on over in the States and being able to kind of tap into that via the interwebs is, uh, is most appealing. Well, some, some extra good news for you is that Eric is actually partnered up with Recon and they are uh, producing two sessions at Recon. So we have, um, we have some delightful UK speakers who will be uh, giving their perspective as well. Well, Pat, that, that, that's just a delight, isn't it? We, we don't have to sit there, Ben, wondering what people are saying when they're talking about aluminum <laughs> and, and pants, but not talking about knickers. It's, uh, yeah, marvellous. Um, sorry, I, <laughs> I had something that just sort of came into my head and just like kind of opened my mouth to say it, it just sort of melted away and disappeared. It might be an answer. We, we do a lot of editing on our episodes. 
that's that's great yes. we we yeah. love editing <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything particularly libelous or insulting you want to get out of your system before we <laughs> do the old sniffy snip around it uh, errol is a monster i mean look I, I, we, we we all we all just appease him um but but really he's just he's just a terrible terrible human being <laughs> Do I, Mike? Do I need to take that bit out of the unedited episode? Or? <laughs> that's, that's a good question. That's a good question. I'd like it as a ringtone. <laughs> you could just send a clip of it to Errol. He'll get a kick out of it. <laughs> oh, I saw Room Escape Divas are doing a bit, aren't they? They've got um, they've got they're one of the speakers, aren't they? Uh, yeah, Ma- Manda is one of the speakers, and Errol has kind of taken over her session. It is hilarious. That's oh, amazing. I'm really looking forward to it, that. That's going to be brilliant. That, that session is fully edited and finished and it is it is going to be by a wide margin the most bonger session that we have. <laughs> it, uh, it, it may, it, it will, I, I think I can confidently say it will be the, the, the most bonkers session that has ever been put on at any escape room convention. Okay, I've got, yeah, I've got to do. Very much looking, yeah, forward. Very much looking forward to that. <laughs> we need to have Errol on again. I miss Errol. We, we should do... <laughs> Links to Room Escape Artist and Recon will be in the show notes. And for Recon, the last couple of weeks, we've been putting a little uh, advert on the front of every episode. So you can uh, you can listen to that. And if you rewind this episode, listen to the beginning of this one, there's an advert there as well. Thank you for that. We we noticed and we appreciated. it. Didn't problem. Thanks, thanks for letting us know it was there. I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Right. Well, I suppose we better... Uh, crack on oh yeah we're in mm. escape room oh yeah we should probably yeah let's do that <laughs> the infinite escape room so what is the infinite escape room well it's like any other escape room you may be familiar with but this one stretches across all known themes retail parks and dimensions and because it's infinite there is no end every room in the infinite escape room links into the next in one big never-ending escape experience adventure each week one of us will present a part of the infinite escape room while the others try and solve it if we don't escape within 30 minutes, then terrible things shall befall us. And if we break anything, we will lose our deposit, which this week is our tickets to the reality escape convention, Recon. Oh, you. <laughs> what you like. You tart. Well, we really can't lose our tickets. That would make for... That would be bad. It would be rather difficult for you two, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Now we, I guess we better solve this one. <laughs> oh, you just have to not break anything. If you. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm, I'm a little worried about breaking that airplane. Well, yes. We'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> Are we ready? Yes. yes. Then let's enter the Infinite Escape Room. Last time on the Infinite Escape Room, our band of escapists found themselves at the top of a barn, surrounded by empty port and brandy bottles. Rushing around the barn, looking for a needle in a haystack, they escaped in a plane before the authorities arrived. Up in the air, above the clouds, you see the sunrise in all its majesty. Somehow all of your cares and worries have melted away. Although you don't know how you managed to launch the plane into the air, you seem to have everything under control. Altitude is steady, engine temperature isn't too high, and the fuel gauge is just above E, which everyone knows means extremely full. (laughs) Little LEDs dance across the dash, apart from one which has just stopped dancing and is persistently on. Before you can read the label, the plane jolts up and back down, and you hear the engine spin down, and the altitude meter shows you're declining. Clouds stop you from seeing anything around you. You can't even see each other. Emerging from the clouds, you see you're above a great forest, and there's a long, straight dirt track below you. You're sure this would be tricky for an experienced pilot, but you've played hours and hours of Kerbal Space Program. Surely real life isn't much different. Descending towards the strip, you pull up at the last minute and coast above the dirt. As you start to slow, the wheels of the plane push into the track and you bounce back up with a jolt. Doing this a few more times, you come to a gentle stop. See? Nothing hard about that. After patting yourselves down and checking you're okay, 
you notice you have come to a stop near a cabin, and funnily enough, the cabin seems to have a fuel pump. You jump out and grab the nozzle. What a wonderful coincidence. The threaded nozzle fits the plane perfectly. Running back to the pump to turn it on, you notice it requires a key to activate it. That's when you hear the plane's radio crackling into life. We lost their signal at around 51 degrees, 43 minutes, 29 seconds north, 2 degrees, 18 minutes, 42 seconds west. We know there is an inhabitant in the area. We'll have ground troops there in 30 minutes. And your time starts now. Looking around, you see the plane, the fuel pump and the cabin. What would you like to do? Well, um, does the cabin have a door? The cabin does have a door. Um, so this isn't like a riddle cabin. Okay, let's let's see if the door is unlocked. So you look at the lock on the door and it appears to be busted. Uh, it looks like you can go straight in. That's my favourite kind of lock. Let's go in. Okay, uh, the room that you find yourself in is a sort of rectangular room. You've entered in the bottom left-hand corner. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go around the room clockwise. So on your left, you see a few hooks on the wall. On the hooks, you see two bowler hats. In the top left corner of the room is uh, curtained off. Centre on the back wall is a wood burner. And then going along from that, you've got a small sort of kitchen station. You've got a, uh, a basin, an oven, a bit of countertop with some things on, a fridge freezer in the top right corner. On the right-hand wall, you have a cabinet. On the bottom left corner, you have an easel uh, that's in front of a window. And on the bottom wall, just to your right, is a desk. Always start with the desk. Let's go check out the desk. <laughs> Having a look at the desk, you can see that it has uh, one drawer in it and there are some papers on top of it. Let's take a look at him. Taking a look, you notice that the inhabitant seems to have been away from the cabin for about five weeks. Uh, there's a note here that says reminder on top with some bullet points. The bullet points read populate lockbox. The second bullet point says code name. The third and final bullet point says new draw code, stitch and paint. And that, that drawer to the desk was locked? It is. It is locked with an eight-digit combination lock. Eight! Good grief. Okay. <laughs> Letters or numbers? Uh, numbers. Okay. 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 That's a fancy lock. <laughs> All right. Do you want to keep searching, David? Yeah, am I searching? You usually search. Okay. I'm drawing the picture. All right. Let's go and uh, take a look at the easel. The easel has some oil paints that don't appear to have dried out on it, and it has a blank canvas. Do the colours matter? Um, no. Cool. Uh, there are also an array of paintbrushes to fit your every whimsy. Oh, good. Uh, we can paint. We may, need to, we may need to express ourselves at some point. That's true. All right. Let's uh, take a look at the hats. Let's lift those up and see if anything is hiding behind them. Okay. There is nothing behind the hats. You're both aware what bowler hats look like? Uh, yes. Wonderful. I'll draw uh, To anyone listening that doesn't, uh, bowler hat is sort of a rounded top. Uh, it's got a black ribbon around the main hat of it before you get to the brim. Inside, you've got velvet with normally like a little uh, little sort of label on the inside. Ben, you're... Anything oh. we should notice about these hats, searching them? Yeah, anything on that label? There's nothing on the label. However, in one of them, uh, the label is slightly sort of... There's a there's an edge coming away. Uh, uh, let's, let's peel it then. Yeah, yeah, we're ripping that. Peeling away the label, you count 23 stitches as it comes off, but there's nothing behind the label. Okay, stitch and paint. We needed paint. stitch and paint. So 23 stitches. So something about the paint will go with these. Yeah, how many How many paints were there? Um, enough. Enough. <laughs> okay. Cool. Uh, 
whatever your favorite Bob Ross episode is, there's that that amount of paint. <laughs> All right. So outside we have happy little trees. <laughs> okay. All right. I will wear that hat so we don't lose it. Okay. Wonderful. Great. I know you won't wear it, so no. I'm taking one I, for the team. I never wear clothes in escape room. <laughs> Wait, what? That's the best bit. And <laughs> uh, now, is it because lots of, is it because lots of other people that, have done though, it? I mean, yep. It sounds like you play escape rooms without clothes. Yep. <laughs> Look, it stops people bursting in. <laughs> Everyone is just too modest, okay? <laughs> I mean, escape rooms are all played over video call anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, it's been months since I wore pants while playing at escape room. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't worn long trousers in um, in three months. I've been in shorts for three months. I don't even remember where my pants are. Um, for our UK listeners, just a reminder that pants are trousers in America <laughs> and not, not pants, which is which is what they are here. <laughs> um let's take a look at this curtain what is behind the curtain pulling the curtain away you see a bed and a cupboard this is a let's... sad cabin <laughs> okay. let's take a look at the cupboard taking a look at the cupboard you can open the doors if you so wish we wish yeah i mean as long as we're ransacking some random person's home <laughs> we're gonna we're going all in so you open the doors. Uh, this appears to be a wardrobe. There are no clothes left inside, but there are some hangers scattered around both the uh, both the rail and sort of a few on the floor. Anything uh, anything noteworthy about the bed? No, not at all. It, it's made up. It's not been sort of slept in and someone's jumped out of it. I lie down on it because you always lie down on things in the escape rooms and sit on them in case something happens. It's true. <laughs> it's, uh, it's rather soft for your, for your, uh, your liking, but uh, otherwise nothing happens. I try not to fall asleep. <laughs> she probably does oh i'm very tired from recon <laughs> all right the wood burner is next what do we got going on the wood burner is is off i mean if this place hasn't been inhabited for for five weeks then you wouldn't expect it to be on there's some ash in the uh, in, in the grate uh you will also notice a couple of slips of paper partially singed around it on the floor i had a feeling we were going to find something like that let's take a closer look at that one piece of paper says even anti-clockwise Odd clockwise. And the other scrap of paper says Meredith Eve Raven Lynn. Lynn is the only word that you may, it may have a slightly odd spelling. It's L I N. Okay. I've written that down. Okay. I what? believe for us, anti clockwise is counterclockwise. Yep. I wrote it both ways. Oh, yes. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. We're. <laughs> We're we're reasonably f- fluent in, uh, in 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 English in, in other English. <laughs> it's totally understandable. I don't. Yes, our locks flush backwards, don't they? Or is that Australia? I'm never sure. Our locks flush backwards. Oh, toilets! Toilets flush backwards. There we go. Yes, toilets flush the opposite way. Um, with Meredith E. Um, Rumble Lynn, um, we had. Uh, the name was significant. Uh, code and name. Were the words code and name separated on the reminder bullet point by any chance? They were, yes. Ah. That was how I thought you were reading it. Yeah, so we have code and name. So those, those might be these. Yep. All right. We should probably finish poking around and then we'll figure out all the stuff we got. Let's take a look at the kitchen. I believe uh, I believe basin is, is what we would call a sink. Uh, it is, yes. Uh, this yeah. is, well, because it's sort of like a, it's more like the kind of basin or sink that you would find in a bathroom than you would in a kitchen. It's sort of um, sort of a rounded one uh, with, with taps. The taps seem to work because you give them a go. All right. But nothing sort of remarkable about about the sink. Okay. 
Anything cooking in the oven? Uh, you take a little look in the oven and there's nothing there, but it needs a damn good clean. <laughs> it's got four rings on top, but uh, that doesn't appear to be important. Okay. And uh, the counter? So the counter is just a strip of, of counter. It's got three objects on it. It's got uh, salt and pepper shakers. And it also has a little sort of egg timer. The bottom half looks like a, like a weeble. And the top half is, uh, is a pig that is sewing. I'm not going to try to draw that. I'm writing it down. <laughs> I started to draw it and then I rubbed it out and uh, <laughs> wrote the words. <laughs> And let's raid the fridge. Taking a look in the fridge, you see nothing interesting. You see some milk that looks like it's gone off, some cheese that has gone mouldy, and some meat that definitely should have been thrown out quite a while ago. Ah, a horror show. Okay, and I believe the last thing we have to look at in here is the cabinet. So let's go inspect that. So going to look at the cabinet, you see it requires a small key to open. Hmm. Okay. Okay, so we're looking for two keys. We wait, have. Wait, we're looking for a key here. Where's the other key? The, the other key is on the pump. Okay, I forgot if that was a key lock or not. Okay, mm-hmm. let me write that down. Yep, two keys, an eight digit number that has something to do with stitch and paint. We have code and name, which are separate words. And we have populate lock box. And we're not sure where the lock we box is. We have not is. found the lock box, but it might be in the desk drawer or in the cabinet or something. Yeah, and populate lockbox may have been written from his perspective as in he needs to put something into it. So that's probably what we're, because that was his to-do list. Right. So should we investigate? We feel like we have the stitches, but we, we tried to investigate the paint and we didn't do so well. So do we want to try to look at code and name? Sure. I'm just not sure where we would be taking it. Hmm. When, uh, when we were looking at the hats, Mike, you sort of went to say something, uh, but then didn't. Um, I was going to ask if there was anything under the ribbon of either of the bowler hats. Going to the other hat first, because taking the one off Lisa's head would be rude. You uh, look yes, around the <laughs> you look around the ribbon of it, and indeed you find a small key stowed away in there. Oh, that's oh, a bit of fantastic! I feel like I've contributed. You did a thing. Okay, so I'll stick this small key in the small key hole in the cabinet. Wonderful. Uh, That seems to open the cabinet. Opening up the door, you see two frames. One of the frames has got a picture in. It's a a painting of a landscape. And indeed, it has a plaque that says landscape at the bottom (laughs) of it. The other frame does not have a canvas in, but it has a plaque at the bottom that reads room escape. Interesting. Uh, you also notice, because uh, I forgot to mention, um, <laughs> on either side of the uh, on either side of this this cabinet, you do see a couple of picture hooks. Well, we can hang up these, or we can try to replicate the landscape with paint. Hmm. I mean, we should hang them. We should hang them, and then we should paint. Yeah, they'll be easier to see if we hang them. Yeah. Cool. So you uh, you hang both of them. Would you put like to put sort of one on the left and one on the right, or or do you not care what order they go up in? Um, we're going to try them both ways. See what happens. Okay, you try them both ways. You notice that as you put the the frame with the canvas in onto each of the hooks, it sort of sits down, like the, almost like the, uh, the the hook kind of drops slightly with the weight of the picture. But the same does not happen with the frame without a canvas in it. What if we put? Can we fit the blank canvas into this one? You can't do. Would you like to paint something on it first? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have to paint a room escape. We have to. Yeah, we have to paint our masterpiece. I mean, I have drawn. Yeah. <laughs> this lovely picture. I could. Paint it. It'd be very meta. I I lay down on the bed. Wife, draw me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, assume that's done then. (laughs) Unless there were some noises you wanted to sort of, you know, as you were doing it. (laughs) No, we're we're on the clock. (laughs) 
Okay, so with your wonderful picture, uh, would you like to place that into the frame? Uh, yes, please. He gets off of the bed and he does the placing. <laughs> okay, so uh, hanging both of the pictures onto the hooks, you notice that both the hooks drop slightly. You stand back to admire the lovely landscape from the landscape artist and the lovely room escape from the room escape artist. Oh, bad. Um, <laughs> uh, from within the cupboard, you hear a scrape and a thud. Uh, we should reopen the cupboard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, let's do that. Sorry, I was I was drawing arrows on my my painting. <laughs> um, Maybe finishing your drawing of David. <laughs> <laughs> taking a look in the cupboard, uh, the back panel has slid down to reveal a note. The note reads five one eight one. I think we're starting to accrue numbers for our eight digit. Yeah, I, so that might be our paint number. Yeah, I would say so. Is there another, there isn't another um, label inside the other hat that we could pull back, is there? I'm wearing uh, it. There isn't, no. Okay, we already we already pulled back the one on yours. That's true. All right, fine. No, in the in the other hat, all the stitching was, was there and pristine. So presumably if you were to sort of cut away at it, you'd lose your recon tickets. Oh, uh, no. Oh, okay. Can't do that. <laughs> pause, pause. Let's so, not go that direction. What was the number that was Okay, stitched? so we have 23 for the stitches, and we have 5181 for the paint. So let's try in that lock, 23, 23, 5181. Wheeling them into the drawer lock, nothing appears to happen. Bummer. Is there anything else that will be stitched? Um, could we perhaps divest the bed of its duvet? Removing the duvet uh, or comforter from the bed um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um Nicely done. there's just a, a mattress underneath not even a top sheet oh damn i know very spartan okay what else has stitches the curtain the curtain could have stitches oh yeah uh, there were there were no curtain oh the curtain that yes uh no there doesn't appear to be anything remarkable about that the fact that you didn't remember it was there <laughs> keyed us into that <laughs> i was like there's no curtain on the window i said oh the, that curtain <laughs> I'm going to borrow that for the next room I do, Ben. I'm going to pretend to forget everything and be like, oh, yeah, uh, uh, this. <laughs> Throw people off. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I don't think there's anything in the room that we've not looked at. I feel you've done a... But was it your website, by the way, which did... I read an article absolutely ages ago on kind of a good approach to escape rooms, which is to start by searching absolutely everything have a person stand in the middle of the room and kind of coordinate stuff, everybody bring things to a central point. That was that was definitely in yeah, our tips for our early tips for players guide that we put out that's still pretty high up on our website. That's that's sitting there, along with telling introverts to speak up and extroverts to occasionally shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Essential tips. Um I mean, I don't we could investigate if there's anything with stitches outside, but Oh, wait, wait, wait. I wrote, sorry, I wrote pig sewing. Oh, yeah, let's take a closer look at that pig. Okay, so this is a egg timer. It has uh, numbers from zero to 60, uh, presumably their minutes. And yeah, the top half of it is a little plastic pink pig sewing. Hmm. Has it sewed a particular number of stitches in its little piggy jumper thing? No, it's just got like like a plasticky cloth and, and a like a pin needle and it's sort of frozen in sort of making the first first stitch what, what number is it is it stitch pointing to on the timer let's say zero at the moment presumably as you twist the top of it it would point to whatever number mm. is uh, is currently being selected hmm. can we give it a little twist around and see if anything yeah. significant clicks as we twist would you like to twist it to any particular number 23 Twisting it around to 23, there's a little click and the top comes away from the base. Nice oh, very work. Good. 
All right. Taking a little look inside, there's a scrap of paper. The scrap of paper has the numbers 1136. So 1136. Five one eight one into the lock, please. Wheeling that into the drawer lock, the drawer pops open. What might be inside? Opening the drawer and taking a little look inside, you find a small box. On the box is a lock. It's a dial combination lock, but rather than having numbers on it, it's got letters A through to Z. Okay, so this is going to be our code name and then the clockwise, anti-clockwise stuff. Yes. One thing to note, having a quick look on the back of the lock, it's got in quotes, six character dial lock. Okay. So presumably you're looking for six characters. That's good, because I was going to try that enormous name, in it, <laughs> which would have been doing clockwise, anti-clockwise, agony. I would like to check the name. We have Meredith Eve Raven Lind. That's correct, yes. Okay. Oh, oh, I think I might have just worked this out. Enlighten. Well, if you take the first letter of each of those names, you get Merle... And it's six characters. Ah, nice. I wonder if it's Merlin. And I, I wonder I if think... we've missed an in somewhere. No, because we it's it's Lynn. Um, yeah. So Mer, Mer, yeah, that works out. Ah. The, the last name was spelt L-I-N. Yeah. Okay. So let's do that with, um, I'm guessing the odd versus even is probably first versus second versus like the, the digit in the sequence. So we would go... On which which one was first? Uh, odd was was, was... Uh, even is counterclockwise is anticlockwise. So okay. start with odd. Okay, so we're going odd to M. So you're going clockwise yeah, to M. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, to say. You want me to say it? Yeah, you do the words. <laughs> so you go clockwise to M. Mm-hmm. Anticlockwise to E. Mm-hmm. Clockwise to R. Anticlockwise to L. Clockwise to I. Anti-clockwise to N. Uh, I'm afraid that is incorrect. Okay. So if we match them all up to letters, five is actually odd because E is five. I'm thinking the same thing. So I can't do them all in my head. I've already started writing them down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is five. That's the only one I know. They get too big. I have to to find them or, or write them. Or you're already writing them. I'm on it, I'm on it. Bloody alphabet. I'm going to have this tattooed on me. I feel feel like indexed without anything so often. David has a card in his wallet, but he's not carrying his wallet right now because we're in the house. I love that. We we did one a couple of weeks ago with Tony, and Tony did something not dissimilar to this. And PG was on that episode, and she just got it like that. She was so... I've got a post-it note with uh, with all the numbers on, and uh, she got it before I could even reach for it. PG's a beast. All right. All right. I'm ready ready to read it to you again. Yes. Okay. Clockwise to M. Mm -hmm. Clockwise to E. Mm -hmm. Anticlockwise to R. Yep. Anticlockwise to L. Mm -hmm. Clockwise to I. Yep. Anticlockwise to N. Oh, well done. Spinning all of that into the lock, the lock pops open. Ta-da! What have we got? Would you like to have a look inside? Oh, <laughs> yes, please. I think we're supposed to populate it. But, yes. but first, let's find I, out. No, I, I think we're about to depopulate the lockbox. That's true. Popping the lock off and opening up the box, you see uh, a collection of small feathers and a small key. Ah. Let's take that key and see if it works in the pump. Wait, I'm drawing feathers. <laughs> Wait for me. Okay, I'm running behind. <laughs> okay, with five minutes left. Thrusting the key into the pump, you give it a turn. A high-pitched motor inflates the fuel line with what you're hoping is fuel. 
In what feels like no time at all, the pump gives a clunk. In what feels like no time at all, the pump gives a clunk and the motor stops. It looks like you're all full. Jumping back into the plane, you fire up the engine and start to pull forward. The wheels have sunk into the dirt track slightly, but once the engine is up to full speed, you slowly pull away. Picking up speed, you're able to get into the air. Up and up, faster and faster. You see flashing lights below you. They were too late. You're free. You hear a boom. A whistle. And a thud. The plane swerves sideways and you scramble to control it. Looking back, it seems they've hit your fuel tank. The fuel gauge isn't going down too quickly, but you'll need to find somewhere to land before too long. And you've solved my puzzle. Nicely done, Ben. Thank you very much. That was super fun. That was. Merlin, what was the signal? Merlin, uh, bird of prey, isn't it? Was that the significance of the feathers? Uh, uh, No, the the feathers were something I just stuffed in at the end. Oh, bloody hell. (laughs) Thanks for including us. Yeah, that was was... pretty cool. (laughs) And now we we broke into someone's cabin and left a painting of me. (laughs) And robbed their petrol. We just robbed some poor destitute loner. It's it's okay. The price has dropped considerably. Oh yeah, it's it's like isn't it free now? Aren't they paying us to take petrol away or something? Uh, apparently, or pretty close to it. Um, do you guys have anything else that you'd like to sort of mention? Maybe uh, where people can find you online or anything like that? Yeah. Yes, you can find us at roomescapeartist.com where you can subscribe. We publish about escape rooms daily, and you can get the those posts emailed to your inbox. About once a year, we screw up and post twice in one day, which may might or have may happened. not have happened today. <laughs> you can also find us on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram, all Room Escape Artist or Room Escape Art. Yeah, depending upon character limits. And you can also find Recon at realityescapecon.com, where you can pre-register today and registration information will be up very soon. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And I'll uh, make sure that links go into the show notes for this episode as well. Thank you guys very much for coming on. It's been, uh, been a pleasure to have you and uh, really fun. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. hosting this. This was yeah, so fun. This, yeah, this was, this was a blast. Thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter, at tier underscore podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, we'd be much obliged if you could leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, as it's massive help in reaching new audiences. We're also on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash theinfiniteescaperoom where we have a number of tiers sporting perks such as shoutouts, access to unedited episodes, and more. We love you lots, and we hope to see you next time in another Infinite Escape Room. Goodbye. Bye-bye.